Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm Jerry Ewalt, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today we are blessed to have Dr. Gordon Klingenschmidt, more commonly known as Dr. Chaps, on our show today. Dr. Chaps is a national TV host and has quite an interesting resume. We are delighted to have him on. So Dr. Chaps, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Jerry. It's an honor to meet you, and I support Restoration Pack and everything you guys are doing. We had a great interview with Doug on our TV show, Pray in Jesus' Name News. It's available on eight TV, cable, or satellite networks and, and 17 streaming platforms. If you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, you can find our interview with your people. That's right. Yeah, no, it was a great interview, and thanks for taking the time and having Doug on the show for that. But uh, for our show, we want to—I think the audience would really love to get to know you and meet you. So you have a fantastic story to tell. So if you wouldn't mind just giving us some highlights of your career, it's—it's it's very fascinating. Well, you're—you're you're very kind. Uh, my name is Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt. I'm a former uh, state representative. I was elected to the Colorado State House. Uh, in 2015. Uh, I was also a 20-year veteran, uh, Air Force Academy graduate. Uh, I was in the Air Force 11 years, promoted to the rank of major, and I volunteered for a demotion, and I switched services to become a Navy chaplain. And in 2006, uh, I was a Navy chaplain, had a great career going. Our sailors were feeding the homeless, and we won six awards, including Best in the Navy for Community Service because of my programs. So I was on track to be promoted again, but then there was a controversy. Uh, in 2006, under the Bush administration, this is the surprising part, they wrote a bad policy. SecNav Instruction 1730.7c said that chaplains cannot pray in Jesus' name. You can pray to God, you can say amen, but if you say in Jesus' name, you can be punished because that is too sectarian in your prayers, and it might offend somebody if you say, in Jesus' name, at a public microphone. Well, I read this policy, and I said, if they're going to punish chaplains who pray in Jesus' name, I want to be the first. I volunteered to violate this policy. As a matter of principle, I stood in front of the White House in my Navy uniform, and I prayed in Jesus' name on national television, and I did it on a Thursday morning, and I broke the rules. You knew what you were doing, and you went in, and you went all you went all in for Jesus, is what you're telling me. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not going to deny Christ when ordered by the government or water down my prayers or pray to a false god, you know, the, the neutered version of God that, that the government approves. Um, I pray in Jesus' name, and, and for, for three reasons, really. Uh, number one, Jesus tells us, anything you ask the Father in my name— I will, I will give it. He says that in John 15. Then in Colossians 3, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. Uh, and then also I remember uh, Peter and John in the book of Acts. In Acts 4, they were ordered by the Pharisees, you must not preach or teach or anything at all in Jesus' name. Uh, but they said, who are you, Pharisees? Should we obey men or should we obey God? And they disobeyed men, they obeyed God, and they kept on preaching in Jesus' name, but they were flogged for their disobedience, and yet they rejoiced that they were worthy to suffer for Christ. So there I was, uh, in my Navy uniform, praying right. in Jesus' name at, at the White House, and I broke the rules. I went back to work, and they offered to punish me quietly with a piece of paper in my record, a letter of reprimand. 
Right? I said, no, I, I demand my own court martial. And God bless the Navy brass. They Wait, granted my request. You demanded your own court martial, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes. This was by I don't think design. that happens too often. No, I was I was trying to put the policy on trial to see if they would actually yeah. enforce it in a court of law. So it did go to a Navy courtroom. There's a judge and a jury and a prosecutor, and I'm on defense. Uh, and the Navy judge reads the policy and it says, yeah, sure enough, it says you can only do that inside of a Sunday church. But since I was mm. – uh, Sunday church is protected as, an, as a matter of public worship. That's the term of art in the law. But now the policy has changed that public worship is not safe if it's outside of a Sunday chapel. And instead, I was guilty of worshiping in public. Not public mm -hmm. worship, worshiping in public. That was my crime. So guilty of worshiping in public in my uniform, praying in Jesus' name outside of the White House, and disobeying lawful orders based on that policy. They ignored the U.S. Constitution. They ignored the First Amendment and any any rights that, that may be afforded to our service members. Uh, instead, I was found guilty. Tears of joy came to my eyes that day because I was finally found worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. And that, that, that's amazing. And what, what was the punishment for what you did? So here's the irony. Uh, two miracles happened that same week. The first one is that 1,000 miles out in the Atlantic Ocean, the same day as my guilty verdict, Hurricane Gordon was swelling at full strength, and my first name is Gordon. So here God is laughing in heaven. He's doing signs and wonders in the ocean. Uh, the second thing, 500 newspapers ran my story. And I was doing national television, Fox News, CNN, Hannity and Combs, uh, Tucker Carlson, MSNBC. Uh, and we were giving out the phone number to the congressional switchboard. Janet Porter, uh, used to be Janet Folger, gave out the phone numbers of Senator John Warner of Virginia. He was the top senator over the Pentagon. So I drove to Washington. I met with many congressmen and senators, uh, showed them all the documents. The next day, Senator John Warner made a speech on the floor of the U.S. Senate. They had received 300,000 petitions for chaplains' right to pray in Jesus' name. And he said, I am being besieged by bloggers, emails. Everyone wants to let chaplains pray in Jesus' name. So by order of Congress, we are ordering them to reverse this bad policy. He, ordered, he named the same policy in his speech that I was punished for in the Navy courtroom. And one month later, we won. The Secretary of the Navy repented. They rescinded the policy as ordered by Congress. And now all the chaplains can pray in Jesus' name, even in public, even in uniform, seven days a week. It was a great victory for religious freedom, but that was the end of my career. Well, um, that, that was just the beginning. God had different plans for you. But, I mean, that's, that's amazing. That first, it went that fast, and then the outcome that we got from it was fantastic. But you're not, you're not done fighting for religious freedom in the military either right now, right? You're, you're involved with, with, the, with the vaccine mandates from the experimental uh, mRNA shots and things like that. Is that true? Yes. We have now, over the years, uh, and by the way, I was honorably discharged, uh, but involuntarily. I lost a 16-year career as an officer. I lost a million dollar pension. My wife and I were evicted from home on the Navy base. And people ask me, chaps, that's a great price, but was it worth it? Would you do it again? And I say yeah. yes, because my soul, I never denied Christ when ordered by the government. And now in the future, all the other chaplains can pray in Jesus' name and their sailors will hear the name of Jesus and maybe they'll go to heaven and their souls are worth more than all, of, all that I lost. But here's the good news. Yeah. Uh, Mary and I moved back to Colorado, and I ran for elected office, and I won a seat in the Colorado legislature. 
And then I ran for another office and I lost. But since then, we have sent 5 million petitions to Congress. We have helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and three times in federal law. Our petitions were heard by Congress. So in 2013, 2014, Congress put in the NDAA that not only chaplains, but all the troops have religious freedom of conscience. And now in 2020, mm -hmm. 2022, they're violating the law. When they order a soldier to violate his or her conscience, not just their religious beliefs, which are also protected, but as a matter of personal conscience, you may not use a serviceman's uh, conscience objection as a, as a means for uh, personal discipline. And so instead, they're giving letters of reprimand to the soldiers who are refusing the vaccine on the basis of conscience or religious belief. Right. All they all have positive chaplain letters that their religious beliefs are sincere. They're being they're being ignored and kicked out of the service. And we do get thank you notes and phone calls from parents of cadets and from cadets themselves. Uh, I think seven Coast Guard Academy cadets were just kicked out of the service. Uh, not allowed to graduate and sent back home. Uh, the cadets at the Air Force Academy, if they didn't graduate, may have to pay back uh, $200,000, maybe $400,000 in personal scholarship money, which they never had to pay because it's it's a free school, unless you don't graduate and then you got to pay it back. So uh, this is very expensive for their families uh, and it's dishonoring to the traditions. I believe in the First Amendment for servicemen uh, and women, they, they have the same right that they fight and sometimes die on foreign battlefields to give to others, they should be afforded that same right for themselves, even in uniform. And we're fighting for their rights. But the Biden administration is unhappy with me. There was already some pushback from yeah. the Air Force Academy against me as a journalist. Uh, I can't really go into details, but uh, thank God that, that we're getting the victory and we have a lot of public support as well. Well, I can't imagine why Joe Biden wouldn't like you. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Um, so no, it, it's, this is fantastic. So at Restoration of America, right, we're about turning the country back to God and enforcing just laws. And you're doing exactly that. And then what we do is we try to find candidates that support those values. So I want to switch uh, gears a little bit and move into uh, what everyone, you know, the elephant in the room, everyone's talking about it. What happened on Tuesday? So what are your thoughts on the supposed red wave it's more of a red trickle maybe right now maybe it will continue to grow as we wait for more of these results to come in but what are, what are your thoughts well there is a problem in demographics i think and you see this in florida where uh there, there's a great red wave in florida because the elderly population who moved here to retire they are voting conservative and they're concerned about their grandchildren's future but in left-wing states uh, like California or, or Colorado, where you see a lot of young people voting, uh, and, and you know they tend to be liberal. What was the famous quote attributed to Winston Churchill? Uh, if you're not young and liberal, you don't have a heart. But if you're not old and when you're old, if you don't, if you're not conservative, you don't have a brain. So, so that's right. So, over <laughs> time. Uh, but we didn't put out all the best candidates that we could. For example, here in Colorado. Uh, we nominated a bunch of rhinos, and we uh, the, the Republican Party itself did not allow the real conservatives who won the grassroots mm -hmm. caucus events. They were not the nominees of the party. So where are the volunteers? Well, 
They, you didn't want those volunteers, so they stayed home. Who's out there knocking on doors? Yeah, you have a lot of rhino money. You have a, a, a lot of people that are spending, uh, but you need both halves of the Republican Party to have a successful candidacy. That's why I think Donald Trump was so successful, was because not only did he bring the business class, but he brought the grassroots, uh, the, the, the door knockers, the volunteers, the people willing to wear those crazy red hats. Uh, which I love, by the way. Uh, we have a saying: I'm 95 percent conservative, right? Uh, and and there's a lot of 80 percent conservatives. We, we may disagree with them on some policy issues, but to the right of me, there are four percent of the party that are more conservative than I am, and those people are crazy. We love those people, <laughs> and and we absolutely—they're the ones who who put in the blood, sweat, and tears to get people elected. And I think they stayed home. They, they were not as interested in the moderate candidates mm -hmm. that were nominated by your own party. And we didn't have the effort that we should have had. Yeah, I think that was, you know, as we as we debrief and kind of take a look at what, what, what happened on Tuesday, we're coming to realization that we just didn't get enough people to the polls. And, and look, that's not a problem. That's a problem that's been plaguing our country forever. But when so much is at stake. It's very concerning to see people not get involved the, the way they need to. Uh, but again, you know, that that's kind of what we're looking at. And so, um, you know, our efforts moving forward are going to continue to try to draw out those people to get to the poll and go out and vote because so much is at stake. There was sort of a, a false rumor, I want to say, uh, spread among our good people that we should not vote early. We should wait until the last minute to vote. And what the Democrats are mm. good at is... In states that allow early voting, the Democrats killed us. I think it was 43% to 34% Democrat in the 23 states that allow early voting. So they outnumbered us by at least 9% going on to election day. Now, thank God, Republicans do vote on election day. They show up in person because they don't trust the system or the machine or the early voting counting. I think we should vote early. We should vote on the day. Uh, don't but the problem is if you wait to the last minute and then you get sick, you don't vote. And that's where we lost a little bit of traction, mm. I think. Everyone should vote early like the Democrats do, and then at least your vote will happen and will be counted. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I know, uh, look, it's going to be a battle for years to come, no doubt. I think there's definitely some bright spots that came out of Tuesday's election. Maybe not as great as people were anticipating or hopeful, but I think that gives us an opportunity. I'd love to hear from you. What's most important, right? I mean, I think we're putting a lot of trust and faith in politicians. Where should we be putting that trust? I think education is the most important right now. And we've written a book called How to Liberate the World, A Step-by-Step -step Guide to Take Back Your Country. And this is for citizen activists. Maybe you'll never be a candidate. Maybe you'll never run for office. But this has 30 mm. powerful political tools to help you take back your country. For example, how to write... Uh, petition and get a thousand signatures or organize a rally and get a thousand people to show up. Uh, how to do fundraising for your little organization. Uh, how to become the media and start your own podcast or your own television show. Uh, and finally, how to run for office yourself and win. We've written all of this in the training manual, How to Liberate the World, available wherever books are sold, but especially through our website, PrayInJesusName.org. So there's a lot of things that we could do, and I, it looks like your book would be very helpful to get people more engaged, more involved, that you talked about the grassroots movement being so important. Uh, but I, I think the most important thing is we need to turn our country back to God. We need to turn to Jesus 
and help us here. And, you know, this is a popular topic uh, uh, among the theologians, if you will. Do you believe that America is under judgment from God right now? I think if the devil rules our hearts or, or our children or grandchildren's hearts, I think that is a sign of judgment on us for not discipling them the right way. As 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 the senior generation uh, becomes responsible, especially the baby boomers, um, if we have not trained the next generation, or we're losing our grandchildren because you know if, if we didn't take our kids to church. Uh, the grandchildren don't even know who God is. And how are they going to vote? They're not going to vote for Christian values. Uh, but we're trying to reverse that. Pray in Jesus' name news is trying to wake up the church to take back the country. And we're on eight television networks, cable or satellite. We're in 222 million home impressions every day or every weekend. Uh, and we are waking up the church to take back the country. And we are training the next generation of young people who watch any of our 17 streaming platforms on top of the eight TV networks uh, to wake up the church and take back the country. Uh, and we pray after every news story. We don't just report the news. We stop and pray. And, and God is answering our prayers. And our audience is learning how to discern the spirits behind the news and to pray for victory. Mm -hmm. and I think the, more, the more Christians we disciple in politics— uh, it, it, we don't even have to be partisan. We can just be for God and against the devil. And once people get their hearts right, then they're going to vote appropriately. So I'm not worried about that. Well, Dr. Chaps, that was uh, fantastic, and I appreciate that. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of work to do, and I think that the number one thing, if we're going to restore America, we need to turn back to God. We need that revival, and I love that you showed us, uh, you know, uh, shared with us some of the work that you've been doing, the book that you wrote that kind of help us on that journey, and then of course your your news site uh, where where you do discern the spirits and walk through, you know, what's really happening in the country, and, and with that un with that without the bias, if you will. And so we really do appreciate that. So thanks for joining the show today. God bless you in Jesus' name. Please visit our website. Get our free emails when you visit. PrayInJesusName.org. God bless. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word, to 30161.